In March of 2020, our home state of Illinois with America and the rest of the world went into lockdown as the world asked us to shelter in place to, to help fight the spread of COVID-19. Over a year later, and after the loss of several lives, we now have three vaccines available and cities around the world are slowly opening back up. So what do we do next? What now? Hello everyone, I'm Mark. And I'm Nick. In today's episode of Letters 2, we're asking each other and all of you, what now? What now that we have three vaccines that are helping us fight the coronavirus, the coronavirus spread? I, as much as I would love for everything to just go back to the way it was before, a part of me also doesn't want things to go back to the way that they were before because I think the pandemic and, you know, just being stuck in our houses for a year has really forced a lot of us to reevaluate our lives and really address our values and I don't I, I really don't feel like I'm the same person I was you know back in 2020 when this all started and I really don't want things to go back to being exactly as they were but you know of course there are some things that I do miss and there are some things that I'm you know kind of over like having to always wear a mask every time I go out the house <laughs> even though I'm fully vaccinated but you know it's it, it, it can it has its it, it's part of me I know it's to, for safety I know that it's important to protect others but it can be very exhausting wearing that mask sometimes <laughs> especially yes. at the gym yes I so. definitely agree During the course of the lockdown, like during that time period, yes, people were going through hell. There was protests. People were dying of the virus. But I feel like the world woke up in a sense and decided that change needed to happen. And for us here in America, it really like showed us that our leadership, our government at that time didn't have our best interests in heart. And we needed a change, like a big radical change, because their their response to the protests were horrible, and their response to the vi- to the virus was even worse. They politicized the virus and didn't really think like, oh, this virus is killing people. People are dying. They made it all about the votes and how. I think I read a tweet that the virus was a hoax and that the Democrats was using it to to scare people to vote Democrat. And I was like, hmm, so the Democrats convinced the entire world to go along with this big (laughs) political takeover. I'm like, even countries that hate America agreed to help Democrats overthrow the Republican government. I was like, that that seems that seems logical. Yes. So I definitely think we woke up a bit. If you really, like, if you really look at these conspiracy theories and you attempt to try to understand them, you realize just how far-fetched and wild they truly are. But no, I don't want to. I'm not here to demonize anybody. I don't. I'm not trying to demonize anybody. But I just feel like these conspiracy theories do a lot of harm. And I know that they're just trying to explain things that just seem so confusing. But yeah, no, this wasn't a conspiracy. 
there's no evidence to support that. And I think we're just all very confused about, you know, and shocked at everything that has happened in the last year. Because nothing like this has ever happened in our lifetime. And we're just trying to make sense of what, you know, what happened, why it happened, and what do we do now, so. So take me back, Nick. Take me back to where you were in in life and where you were mentally when the lockdown and the shelter and place orders were announced. What were yeah. you feeling? Well, I was kind of okay. I, I, I won't be. I won't be dishonest. I when when we had the shelter in place, I was excited because I had been working I had the opportunity to work from home or work remotely in my role that I was in at the time and a couple days you know out of the week and it was really nice being able to to work remotely I I, I got tired of going into the office every single day so at first it was fun and you know then when they, you know, when they sent us all home, they were like, yeah, we're just going to work remotely for the for the remaining. At first, it was supposed to be for two weeks. You know, the company was like, we'll work, um, have you guys at home for two weeks. We're going to do a deep cleaning and then everybody should be back in the office. And that's when I think things really got intense because the entire state shut down. And then you, you saw that the entire country was shut down and then the entire world was shut down. And eventually... Um, it had got so bad that they were urging people not to leave their houses for anything um, except, you know, going to the grocery store and getting gas and things like that. They were telling you not to go see family members, but you people were still expected to work, you know, do their jobs, just do it remotely. Those who had the opportunity to do that. Then you had people who, you know, are essential workers who are out still having to go out and face, you know, face the world and face the virus head on. Um, it just sucked that you couldn't spend time with friends and family. But what one of the things that my friends and I did were we actually started just doing virtual hangouts and we would watch movies virtually, have like those watch parties and stuff. And I feel like the pandemic actually brought us closer together because we hadn't really had that opportunity to spend any time with each other prior to it. But because we were all in, at home indoors, um, and there was nothing else for us to do. We just started spending that time with each other online, and it was great. For me, I think it was very productive. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a homebody anyway. I only really Thanks. have one friend, our, our mutual friend, who tends to drag me out places. Without her, I'd be inside all the time. So I decided to take that time last year to finally learn how to drive and got my license. I thought, you know... There's nobody on the road. There's no people walking around. There's there's not a chance I'm going to hit somebody or a car. So this is perfect. So that worked out for me. And then I kind of let started to let my creative juices flow and dreamt up this podcast. I also got interested in my health. So I started to cut certain foods out of my, di- out of my diet. I no longer eat pork. I've slowed down on eating candy a lot. Uh, I'm still bad with sugary drinks. I'm working on it. And I started to exercise, started going to the gym. So I kind of like, was like, this is my chance to do those things that I needed to do for my mental and physical health. So why not just do them? But for the friendship aspects, uh, I definitely think 
some friendships got stronger and some definitely yeah. fizzled. And I was like, the ones that are fizzled, I was like, you know, this is probably what needed to happen. It probably wouldn't have happened if things are normal, but it's kind of starting to show me people. People are starting to show me who they really are. And I was like, I think it's time for me to listen. Do you like supporting local business? How about black owned local business? Or even better, a black female owned local business? Well, if you do, we have the perfect business for you. Black Forward Clothing Inc., a new clothing brand owned and designed by Mercedes Scott. They have an array of affordable clothes such as t-shirts, jackets, hoodies, joggers, and even a face mask. So you can fight COVID in style. They say true to their slogan, it's more than a name, it's a power movement. By pushing their brand to bring awareness to mental health and anti-hate. So support the movement by supporting the brand. You can find a link for the store in the description below. So you already said that you're fully vaxxed. Mm-hmm. How was that? How was that process? Because I know since the vaccines were announced, there's been, of course, there's been a lot of political uproar about them and people have these conspiracies yet again. So were you, were you afraid? Were you like, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm never going to get that. Tell me your thought right. process. Well, you know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer in any way. I do like to approach things um, with, with caution though, especially things that are still relatively new um i was hesitant to receive the vac- the vaccine at first because to me the process just seemed very rushed you know the development of the vaccine but after doing some research and you know witnessing people close to me get the vaccine and, and not have any you know negative impacts from it i felt more confident with getting it and i realized that that was going to probably be one of the only things that would allow us to to somewhat return to normal in terms of like being able to gather in large groups and you know leave our homes a bit more so I went on and got it and you know I actually had a very positive experience I didn't experience any negative side effects I know the first the first dose I received was, you know, was very fine, was fine. I had no issues at all. The second dose was fine too, although my arm was a little sore and I got the Pfizer vaccine. Um, But, you know, my arm was just a little sore um, after receiving a second shot, but the soreness uh, went away the the second day and I was fine. And I feel, I feel better now because I know that I can, be around my family and have that extra layer of protection protection you know we've all been vaccinated at this point and this past weekend was the first weekend I was able to spend time with my grandparents after not really getting a chance to do that with them um, throughout this entire pandemic I mean we've seen each other a couple times but this was the first time we could actually all be together and not you know be fearful of spreading the virus to one another um for me uh i was hesitant actually originally i wasn't i wasn't hesitant i was like i'm gonna do it. i'm gonna get it even though wait i'm i'm not an anti-vaxxer but i also don't get the flu vaccine i haven't gotten the flu vaccine since i left high school 
because I rarely catch the flu and I'm like, I rarely get sick. So it's like, I don't, I don't really need the flu vaccine, like whatever. Uh, but all the other vaccines are important, like polio and all that. Like those are mandatory. Go get those. But the flu, that's your own personal decision. Right. So I was like, I think I'm going to go and get this one. But then I started seeing reports. People like, don't do this. Don't do that. I saw some Facebook thing about how how the government was just using this to like get rid of black people and minorities. And I was like, okay, people are losing their minds. This is yeah. crazy. But the thing that was really making me hesitant was the turnaround of the vaccine. Less than a year. And yeah. doing my research, I was like, it took them almost like two decades to find polio vaccine. It took them almost a hundred years, almost a century to find like the vaccine for for smallpox. But they found they came up with a vaccine for this in under a year. I was like, hmm, this is very, this is very iffy. Well, you have to think about, too, the fact that... Medicine is different. Medicine's exactly. different. Medicine's grown. Medicine and, you know, it's, yeah. we've come a long way. We know a lot more about how viruses work. We know a lot yep. more about how... And we also know, have those old vaccines and procedures to study, to learn not from. To men- exactly. And not to mention genetic engineering is yes. really, you know, it's not necessarily a pioneering science anymore. You know, they, it's become very complex. So... That was one of the things that I had to take into consideration when I was going back and forth about whether or not I should get the vaccine. And I, I realized that technology just has really improved in the last couple of decades. Yep. It's not too far-fetched for them to, to think that they could develop a vaccine for something um, in such a short period of time. But it's just, I was really skeptical because we still didn't know a lot about the coronavirus itself. And that's why I was I was hesitant because I didn't think that if we if we if we know very little or have very little understanding of the coronavirus itself, how do we know? How can we confidently say that the vaccine is going to stop the spread of it? You know, not to mention the several new variants that like keep popping up. Exactly. But then, but then I was like, you know, there's also different variations of the flu, and I was like. At one point, the flu was deadly and was killing people. But now we're at a point where you get the flu vaccine every year and you're fine. Or you don't. So I'm just like, you know, I took all that into consideration. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to book my appointment. I had like two close friends who got their first and second shot. They were fine. And then I started seeing reports about Johnson & Johnson. And they were saying that people mm-hmm. were getting blood caught And like a few people died. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And I was like. I don't think I should get this. And then I got an alert that I was like, oh, you're act- I'm getting the Pfizer. So I did research on the Pfizer. I had a friend who got both the Pfizer and Moderna, and he was fine. And I was like, you know, okay, cool. I'm going to just go and get it. So I went to get it, and I got my first dose, and I, I was doing good. I get my second dose the day after this episode airs. So... Okay. I'm excited. I know people have had some like really bad like reaction the complications to it, but eventually they got better. So I'm prepared for that. I don't work those days, so I'll be. I'm looking forward to it. I'm anticipating. Yeah, I think. I think it'll be nice. Um, I know for me, I I would like to travel this summer. And I have several travel plans. That was a, another main reason I decided I had to get this. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to be able to leave their house, travel, and 
the vaccine was going to be one of those things that people had to have or has to have to have in order to be able to travel. I mean, they're, they're not saying it, but it's being encouraged in so many ways. Yeah, because I have friends who got fully vaxxed and they're they were in Jamaica this past week. And I'm like, see, that's that's the goal. That's the goal. That's what I'm reaching for right there. Mm-hmm. And it's great you guys spend time with your family. I've had a limited contact of mine and I have to continue that even after I'm back because my immediate family, my mom, my dad, my siblings, my grandmother, they haven't gotten back yet and they, they're all waiting because my, my middle brother is a heart transplant recipient. So he can't get the vaccine until it becomes FDA approved due to like, like, all types of like legal and like medical jargon the doctors want to be sure before they allow any transparent recipient get the vaccine so once it's approved by the fda then he can get the vaccine so the rest of the family who lives with him are also just waiting for that to happen so i've Mm. still had limited contact with him so wow yeah but everyone's doing good like everyone's doing good everyone's doing great they've all done great in school my he's actually graduating high school in a couple in a month or so i think next month i I don't know how graduations work anymore but yeah he was able to finish high school during the pandemic and our baby brother is graduating from eighth grade also so oh wow they spent graduation (laughs) yeah and i already had to like choose which one i wanted to go to and i was like uh this is uh, this is bad i was like are they even on the same day and (laughs) There was like, just in case, you got to pick one. I was like, ugh, I guess. Guess I'll pick one. But, you know, we're excited. They're excited. And he's already ready to go to school. He's going to a trade school. He wants to be, like, a mechanic or some type of, like, engineer. Somebody who fixes shit. I don't know. He gave me some long term, and I, I checked out. But I'm excited for both of them. fear with the vaccine were the vaccine cards i didn't want that to have to be like your entrance into everywhere i'm not really big on big government and those vaccine cards gives me big government vibes and i'm like right i don't want to have to show proof that i got the vaccine like i i understand that it's deadly it's a deadly virus and everyone wants to be safe but you want me to carry around this vaccine and vaccine card until when? How long are you going to require me to show this? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of like on the fence about that too. I just feel like we know we've been vaccinated, but they have to be. We have to be able to show others that we were in order to be able to be admitted to their country. I think of it as like a another I, I passport. Think traveling abroad, I say do it. I mean, you have to show your passport anyway, so show your vaccine passport. Traveling abroad, I get it. But if I'm traveling state to state, I don't want to have to show to show my vaccine card. If I'm, are they requiring it for you to travel state to state? I know. I I think for flights, which was kind of discouraging because again, my brother can't be vaccinated because till FDA approval, and I want to take him to. California for a graduation present like he's never we've been out of state but he's only been out of state with my parents and 
being on vacation with your parents and with your brother is two different things. So I want to like give him that because this is a big milestone because again, he's a hard transplant recipient for time there. It was touch and go. And the fact that he made it this far and he was able to graduate, I want to like celebrate that. But if I can't, if he has to produce a vaccine report card or passport, whatever, whatever the hell they're calling it, that's going to be very discouraging. Yeah. This damn thing say we we only been talking for twenty minutes. Really? Yeah, I thought shit. That was longer shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we basically just want to be able to start traveling again and attending, you know, larger gatherings. I am so ready for larger gatherings, and I, I I am happy to see that certain like festivals have like reshaped how they do it because I know. Lollapalooza was originally canceled and for those who don't know Lollapalooza is like a huge festival that happens here in Chicago every summer people fly in from all over the state I mean from all over the country all over the world and it's usually really huge really big but very intense <laughs> yes I, I love it but they recently like made an announcement that they're gonna have uh a, actually host the festival this year but it's gonna be at a big, and it's still like a big outside venue, but they're gonna have like tables, and you have to like stay at your table. And they're like designated seats to make oh, wow. it to make it smaller and safer and like COVID friendly still. And I was like, see, I'm I'm happy that they are they're reformatting. Are they, are they gonna sell fewer tickets then? That's that's they haven't said that, but I'm I'm thinking they are, and they're probably that's gonna really and they're probably gonna still require like masks. I was, I don't know, I, I'm i kind of happy that they are changing some of the ways that we gather, you know, groups of people, because I've, I've never really been a big fan of crowds, I'll be honest, but I think that now things will be a little bit more different where there, people aren't encouraged to gather in large, large crowds of people, and they'll probably have, you know, barriers and different ways to prevent or discourage that large gathering too and I'm surprisingly okay with that because I'm not a fan of large crowds anyway and I think that it'll just be safer in more ways than one yeah especially because for me I'm not a big fan of large crowds either like sometimes I'll risk it but my anxiety and paranoia is like a hundred especially living in America our uptick and like the frequency of mass shootings it's like you gotta be on guard everywhere you go and the fact that they're going to start trying to like scale this back and make it more f- safe and COVID friendly and COVID safe, which p- will probably prompt it to be safe in different ways. It's kind of intriguing me. So I'm, I'm interested. We'll just have to see what happens. I'm here for it though. I'm just, I'm ready for things to just open back up. I'm trying to keep the faith. Well, you know, I, I will say, though, even during the pandemic, even before everything, when I, everyone started getting vaccinated, there were still ways for people to gather outdoors and participate in activities. For instance, you know, my friends and I went to a pumpkin patch last, last autumn. That was a lot of fun. And everyone wore masks, and there were still, you know, a lot of 
activities for us to do, even with our masks on, even being outdoors and well, it's an, it's an outdoor thing, but even, you know, being in groups, smaller groups, spread out more there was a lot for us to do but also um i was able to still enjoy somewhat like normal life during the pandemic during the lockdown and everything uh my friends and i took a road trip to mm-hmm. west virginia and there was like a haunted house tour of like one of the like biggest sanitariums in the state and we were like they had like small touring groups you had to wear your mask the entire time it was very it was safe and it was enjoyable but still like within like the regular like the, the law like not the laws the rules and like the mandates it was still fun that sounds cool thank you guys for listening to our latest episode of letters too we hope all of you are doing your part to help us stop the spread of COVID-19, taking care of yourselves and your families and your friends and all your loved ones. Thank you guys so much. Should we do an intro?